What up, y'all? This week's episode is sponsored by Butter for Every Season. Once again, that's Butter for Every Season. Make sure you check out ButterForEverySeason.com, where you'll find the most amazing body butters that believe your melanin feeling amazing. Once again, check out my girl, Misha Beverly, with her black-owned, black-operated project, Butter for Every Season. Winter, spring, summer, fall. Butter for Every Season. Go ahead and check them out, and uh, let's start the show. Radio. It's like magic, but invisible. What up, what up, y'all? I am your host, Young Smooth, and you are tuned into another episode of Kicking It with Young Smooth, the podcast where I rant and rave about, yeah, I mean, the shit that's going on out here in these internet streets. And in addition, I also talk about some of my very favorite albums, and we have a good one today. And I apologize in advance because I feel like this is going to be a little adult because I have a subject that I have to laugh my ass off about because I've had hella jokes in my head about this. This is ridiculous. Um,. So, yeah, I'm definitely going to go through that. Uh, don't forget, you can check me out on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn, Google Music, which is now YouTube Music, um, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. In addition, for those with Apple Music, don't forget, you can check me out on your proper podcast player. Say that three times fast. Um, but, yeah, that is going to be where where I'm at, where I be. Zam saying in the trap. Bees in the trap. You already know what it is. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. All right. <laughs> 
So, last week, y'all got it. I'm very impressed, y'all. A couple people hit me on Facebook, and they under, they knew what last week's verse was. It was one of my favorite songs, one of my very favorite albums. It was from Plato Plomo, which was Spaghetti featuring... Uh, well, actually, song by Fat Joe and Remy Ma. Like, yo, that is one of my favorite songs. If you've not checked out Plato Plomo, please do so, because that shit is fucking awesome. <clears throat> Now, today's Kick That Lyric, I am 100% sure that someone will guess this because they actually use this in their wedding, um, and it is it is actually one of my favorite songs. I happened to be looking at one of the pictures on the wall, and I was like, oh yeah, maybe it's time to use this verse because ultimately a great verse. <clears throat> and it reads <clears throat> in the King's English, Shorty... I'm there for you anytime you need me. For real, girl. It's me in your world. Believe me. Nothing make a man feel better than a woman. Queen with a crown that be down for whatever. There are few things that's forever, my lady. We can make war or make babies. Back when I was nothing, you made a brother feel like he was something. That's why I'm with you to this day, boo, no frontin'. Even when the skies were gray, you would rub me on my back and say, baby, it'll be okay. And that's real to a brother like me, baby. Never ever give my pussy away and keep it tight, alright? And I'ma walk these dogs so we can live in a fat-ass crib with thousands of kids Word like, you don't need a ring to be my wife. Just be there for me and I'ma make sure we be living in the fucking lap of luxury. I'm realizing that you didn't have to fuck with me, but you did. Now I'm going all out, kid, and I got mad love to give you, my nigga. Let me tell you something. If you don't know what this verse is, you need to be shot. This is all I'm saying. Like, if you don't know what that verse is right there, that means that you need to be shot. But anyway, you can hit me up on Facebook. You can hit me up on Twitter. Hit me on Facebook at uh, K-I-W Young Smooth. Um, you can hit me on Facebook under Kicking It With Young Smooth Podcast. You can hit me on Instagram at Kicking It With Young Smooth Pod. Like, yo, yeah, let's, let's go. Let's do this. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's a thing. It is a thing. Um, so let's get into the ratchet and ridiculous portion of said program. But I'm gonna take a sip today. I'm drinking soda, which I probably shouldn't. I'm only having one can of soda for the day. Uh, trying to go through this diet. Uh, let me tell y'all something. Speaking of which, before I go into that, hold on one second. Mm, 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 mm. So before I go into that, I wanted to tell you that I'm trying, um, to go into this detox situation with the D-Herbs cleanse. But I want to go into it correctly, of course. I want to make sure that everything is right, um, you know, and that I'm doing it correctly. Because what you don't want to do is you just, you don't want to have something that's just not going to work. That doesn't make any sense. But when I read into it, I was like, nigga, all of this goddamn raw shit. Yo, they want raw, raw food, raw vegetables, like no nothing, this, that, and the third. And I was like, yo, 20 days of it, maybe I need to be able to put my mindset into something else. Like, I, I remember 
starting this show and was like, yo, could we do it? Could we do it every week? Could I do, could I do an episode? Could I make sure I get it done? And even pushing myself after dissolving it from the kickstand podcast to kicking it with young smooth. Like I was like, yo, can I continue to do this? Can I continue to put out content every week? And honestly I can. So if I can do this, I can do that. That's what I'm hoping for. I don't know. Now I can't start it right away. Cause I got too much food in this refrigerator that I, we need to go through because that has to either go first or something got happened because I, I can't. But at least I already bought it in the hopes to start it and get down. Um, and not to mention the fact this time what I ended up doing food-wise, I was just like, all right, cool. Let me just make sure that I start making my diet better, making it fresh, making it more organic, less red meat. Um, it was more Presbyterian as far as the diet was concerned. So it was more fish than anything. There wasn't any chicken, so on and so forth. So I just tried to really cut my diet in a different way and I I'm saying all of this to say you can do anything and I'm pushing myself hopefully to push myself to whatever the next level may be that is what I'm hopeful for anyway in ratchet and ridiculous while in out to return after Nick Cannon uh reconciles with Viacoms um I've not completely read this article all the way, but I do feel a certain kind of way about this, but we're going to go into it. Nick Cannon has reconciled with Viacom CBS. The media conglomerate has reestablished its relationship with Cannon after he was fired for making anti-Semitic statements last summer, according to Variety. The move comes after Cannon made amends by apologizing for his comments and uh, partnering with Jewish leaders. Uh, Quote, Nick has not only apologized and taken responsibility for his comments, but he has also worked to educate himself and others through engagement with Jewish leaders and on his platforms, said MTV Entertainment Group spokesperson. Quote, those effects are of the utmost importance, and that's why we have invited him to rejoin our team. End quote. Production on new episodes of Wild and Out are expected to resume in the near future, while old episodes of Wild and Out are returning to MTV ladder of the schedule so should be within the next couple of weeks is what we was hoping for Mm. back in July Viacom CBS served severed ties with Cannon for anti-Semitic comments made on his Cannon's Class podcast where he discussed conspiracy, conspiracy theories about Jewish people and praised the nation of Islam Louis Farrakhan for hate speech is is Okay. Mm. <sighs> so many thoughts. Um, Cannon later apologized to the Jewish community and instead that Vi- and insisted that Viacom CBS turn over ownership of Wallano to him. I uh, quote, I demand full ownership of my billion dollar Wallano brand that I created and they will continue to misuse and destroy without my leadership. End quote, wrote Cannon, who threatened to sue Viacom CBS for $1.5 billion. In recent months, the 40-year-old comedian has received praise from Jewish leaders for his efforts to combat anti-Semitic 
anti-Semiticism. Thank you. I can't say the word. Um, he partnered with Jewish community organizations, including the Anti-Defamation League, and co-authored an op-ed in an op-ed in a Jewish newspaper, urging Black and Jewish leaders to work together. He also toured with Simon. I'm going to butcher his name. Weisenthal. I think that's it. Is. The Simon Weisenthal Center's Museum of Tolerance and pledged a donation to the organization. Cannon is currently quarantined after testing positive for COVID-19. He is taking a hiatus from hosting new episodes of The Masked Singer, but is expected to return later in the season. Fox is also moving forward with his stout plans to launch a daytime talk show hosted by Cannon. The show was originally set to premiere last September, but will now debut in the fall. Um, so, honestly, to be 100% completely honest with you, I do have a few feelings and thoughts and emotions on all of this. Um, number one, so, okay, one of my main things is... I I believe conspiracies to a degree and I understand him I understand what he's saying. However, I, it's so weird cuz I don't want to be that person to be like, "Oh, well, Nick shouldn't have da, 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 and he shouldn't have did this that and third, but on, on some real shit, like, yo, you got to feed your family, you going to do what you got to do." I get that. That's my one hand. On my other hand, this is how you know I ain't never gonna get no Viacom deal. Keep fucking around. But I, I kind of don't feel like he was completely wrong. I feel like in every conspiracy theory, I feel like there's a there's a hint of truth. You know what I'm saying to you? Like there's a smidgen of truth somewhere in there. And I don't think I I, I don't think that they're all it was completely anti-Semitic. But what it does what that did was though, for real, that showed that the Jewish community can put their dick on the table at any time. We could take anything away, but until you do XYZ and you become a puppet for us, that's what we we can do whatever we want with with your career. And everyone's like, well, oh, he should just go out and do his own thing. And he got he got the money. Da, da, da. Yeah. But here's the thing. What people fail to realize about Viacom, Viacom runs a lot of shit. M- mind you, they said CBS. So CBS is one station, but that doesn't equate for MTV. Um, B- uh, look, MTV, VH1, BET, Bravo, so on and so forth. So there are so many other stations that are connected with Viacom by themselves. PBS, I mean, like, it, it, the, the list goes on and on and on. So it's not like it, he couldn't do that. But what we don't do as people, that's just like, for instance, in the music industry, we never have anyone that has that main tide to say, yo, I have my own business where we can have our own distribution. We can market our own artists we can promote them we can make sure that they you know go on different airways because not only does viacom go for the media and all of that they also do music as well so it's like you know you you can back that but and a person can have a hot single and a hot video but you would never know it because if it's if you can't get it on bt or or mtv or somewhere else at that point who's going to see it 
Now, the only other recoil and resource is definitely YouTube because YouTube is not monitored by Viacom or anything of that nature. Um, and that's why that is one of the reasons that Viacom is a little shook. To be honest with you, they were like, look, we about to lose a multi-million dollar cash cow. We need to we need to come to some type of agreement. And then on top of that, Nick realized that, yo, it's more than just him because there were so many people that lost jobs. You know what I'm saying? You, but and, and even before the pandemic. So, you know, everything kind of rides on everything. Actions and what you do and what you say kind of do ride on a little bit of everything. However, however, I, I, I just wish, I wish that we weren't in the state where we kind of had to... I won't even say, when I say it, Nick, I'm not saying it in a bad way, but when we had to, I'll, I'll say this, I won't say what I'm thinking, but I'll say this, when we have to kind of backpedal ourselves a little bit, like when that has to be the standard, that has to be what happens, like, yo, we have to, we we have to apologize why. Some of it is not necessarily all based in fiction, but... For anything else, you know, go check out what he, you know, what he said. The, the Canon's classes, I think it's still on YouTube. You can um, go check that out. And But on the flip side of all of that, I am excited for Wild and Out to come back. I am excited for, you know, a lot of those people to get their jobs back. Um, I still watch the 85 South show. I think Carlos, Chico, and DC have done some amazing work. Um, I, I love the fact that Just Hilarious is still out here and is making hella moves. Her new podcast, uh, Carefully Reckless. I love that. Um, so super excited about, you know, seeing all of my favorite comedians possibly, you know, come back and, and work again. You know, th- th- that's great. Hopefully that Nick will actually get over this COVID thing too. Cause y'all know, as I know, it ain't <laughs> COVD ain't nothing to fuck with. I don't, ooh, hmm, maybe that's the song. Anyway, moving on. Keisha Cole drops new single. I don't want to be in love. That's probably part of your problem now, miss, but whatever. <laughs> Keisha Cole is all out of love. The R&B songstress returns with I Don't Want to Be in Love, her first single in over three years. On the brokenhearted ballad, which she debuted during the record-breaking verses with Ashanti last month, Keisha tells her man it's over. Quote, I don't want to be in love with you. Everything that we've been through in spite of love, we always hesitate or just show up too late. She sings, quote, and it's true. You won't make me out to be a fool. End quote. The song produced by Keisha, Ron Fair, George Edwards, and Anthony Bell marks Keisha's first official release under her label, Hearts and Stars, in partnership with BMG. Uh, she is now working on her eighth studio album, the follow-up to 2017's 11.11 Reset, due in late spring. Congratulations, Keisha. Thank you for coming out with new music. I have not heard this song yet, so I'm hoping that it will be good. I, I really do. I really, uh, I want, I want Keisha to win. Um, I think that Keisha, here's the thing. Um, everybody, we, we talked about the verses last time and my excitement for it and this, that, and the third. I think what ends up happening, uh, fortunately enough is that Keisha's, uh, <sighs> Part of Keisha's downfall is 
it has been her family for part for part of her career. Um, I just I and also I think that R and B has taken like a, a strange turn. Like R and B has taken a really 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 weird turn. It's not um you not getting the the ones that's out here that that really can sing. We we don't have the Mariahs, the the Whitney's. I, I'm not gonna put that person in the category, but we don't have the Mariahs, the Whitney's, the Aretha's. You know what I'm saying? Like and deep songwriting where they where they didn't write the songs. Other people wrote those songs and they expressed the emotion and pain in in the vocals. But we don't have that anymore. We you know we really just have. Um, a lot of quiet, quiet, soft singers. You know, sometimes I really have to like turn up the radio and be like, what are you, what are you saying? What are you, what are you? I mean, now, all except if you give me a good Jasmine Sullivan, shorty, and she killed, I did not watch the Super Bowl because I was actually working, but she definitely killed the national anthem. Um, I, past the white man. I don't understand why the white man was there. I don't even know who he was, but that's fine. Um, moving on. Speaking of R&B, <laughs> Trey Songs drops new single. Okay. <laughs> called Brain. After alleged sex tape leak. Let me tell y'all something. I'm about sick and disgusted. I'm talking about Trey Song. I let me tell you something. I have never talked about somebody for three weeks consistently, and nothing has been of a positive nature. Like three weeks consistently, we just talked about you having COVID and being out here doing these motherfucking parties. <clears throat> we just talked about you. Um, what 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 did? Oh, you was out there fighting in the motherfucking streets. Okay, and then. You now come out with a sex tape. Uh, again, um, you know what? I, I just can't. But let's let's go on. Trey Songz is breaking his silence, bitch. It ain't even been it even been that long. This shit even hadn't even been barely a week. I'm just covering it because it's it's there. It was on my list. Trey Songz is breaking his silence. Just hours after his alleged sex tape, the singer has responded with new music. On the sexually explicit brain, with he, which he released on SoundCloud, Trigger sings about pleasuring and being pleasured in the bedroom. He states, fucking you all day, can't get off my brain. He sings on the seductive jam, can't get enough of you when you're on your knees. And I know <laughs> that's only just a tease. Earlier today, or that day actually, a sex tape leaked showing a unidentified woman performing oral sex on a man proportioned to Trey. <laughs> the singer did not confirm whether it was him in the video, but he addressed the report with a series of suggestive Instagram posts, including one caption, I walk with a limp, cause... Mm, mm, mm. He also took the opportunity to promote, his, to promote his OnlyFans account by sharing a shirtless photo. 
link in the bio with your <laughs> cruising asses. He wrote, mm, with your curious asses. That's a shame. And what appears to be a response, the singer posted two selfies where he sits with a confused look on his face while staring at his cell phone and wearing a hat that says, Hose mad on Instagram. He did not deny that it was him in the tape, however. Trey trended online on Wednesday after a fan reported the alleged sex tape, stating that people claim it was songs. The man in the video is the same, has the same tattoo as Trey, but he is yet to confirm or deny. His ex-girlfriend, Tiana Henry, then posted a sweet short thereafter seemingly accusing him of leaking the tape. <sighs> Excuse me, folks leak folks leaking their personal sex videos for attention is so cringe, she wrote with the cringe face emoji. So... <laughs> She may, I'm kicking through this because I'm thinking about all the bullshit. Uh, she may not be far off. Trey also took to social media to share posts promoting his $20 a month OnlyFans page for fans who are curious. Okay. Nigga, if you don't get your donkey dick ass off the motherfucking internet, is this what we have come to in our motherfucking RB? What in the fuck? I, I okay, so I, I did see it. I, I I'm I'm about to pull a uh a brilliant idiots dick segment <laughs> because this shit right here. Why in the okay? What is what is going on? Mm 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 What is going on in the world now? Trey Songz out here showing his genitalia. First first of all. If it was Trey Song, oh sweet Jesus, I pray for somebody uterus because it don't need to be like this. This is ridiculous. Why in the full shiggities? First of all, I appreciate all y'all women to give birth to babies, but if you, but do you want something to force in your system like that? Let me tell you something. If I was a woman, I would say, please, sir, please. I would like my coin purse to come back the, with the same amount of change that was in it originally, okay? When Trigger talk about he knocking the dust off that pussy, he mean that shit. He is knocking the dust off that pussy. That shit plies pussy. That shit is ridiculous, okay? And I mean that with all sense of the word. <laughs> Yo, it should not... <laughs> Why? Furthermore, I got a kick out of the motherfucking tweets when I tell y'all Twitter is undefeated. I go on Twitter just for the sheer laugh of it all. When I tell you some <laughs> y'all motherfuckers talk about how y'all was running to go see Trey Song's 15 second sex tape. That was already an issue. Then number one, number one, number two yo not with motherfuckers on that bitch like that bitch can't suck no dick. She she gotta get the salt and pepper motion. Whoa, wait a minute. Wait, wait a not the salt and pepper motion. I mean, you know, that that is that is a lot. 
that is a lot going on. And like I said, I would much if I was a woman, okay? Fuck all of that. Y'all bitches out here trying to talk about you want big dick and, and shit like that. That is fine if that's what you want to do with your motherfucking cervix. But I would not. I would not want my shit to be on the fucking floor because this nigga to knock the motherfucking hole in the wall. Bitch, fuck that. That's not what, it's not what the pussy is made That is not what it's made for. <laughs> that is definitely not what, it, what it's made for. And if that is him, allegedly, God bless his baby mother because that bitch took dick dick, okay? She took dick for a long period of time. It's too much. It's too much. Put something to fuck back, nigga. Shit. The cervix itself, and I'm being medically inclined, is only at least six to eight inches deep. Why? Why, for the love of God, would you want to put something of that nature in? And who mouth opened up that wide? Who mouth opening up that wide? That's why that bitch couldn't. And from the video, as I have analyzed it once, <laughs> it looked like she was about to suck that nigga ass. Which again, I've already told y'all before, eating ass leads to pink eye. I'm I'm very very after having a star at this particular point. Which did not come from that. I just let me be clear. But <laughs> having a start at this point, I don't want nothing else going on with the eye. I can't eat nobody's ass. If you eat ass, you if you eat, I here's the thing. I don't understand. If you are a vegan and you eat ass, you might as well eat pork because that's pretty much the same shit. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I don't understand. I do not understand for the life of me why in the whole holy fuck y'all bitches out here swooning for Trey songs and some big dick issues and shit and years ago had the same issue with his motherfucking brother putting his shit out there. What is up? What is with that? What are y'all doing? Why would you want to? Yo, I could never get off. Don't send me no pussy pics. Like what difference does it make? You're sending me a picture for me to do what with? For What, what, do, you, what do you want me to do with this? Would you just want me to jack off to it? Because that's pretty much it. But if it's a picture with no motion, it don't make it don't even make no sense. So that's all right out the question. Let's start there. Like, that's ridiculous. Oh, send, send me your tits. Like, what the fuck? That's so white boyish. Like, that's so stupid. And yes, it's all a PR stunt. It's all a PR stunt. It is completely a PR stunt for anybody to decide they want to talk about shit, which I'm gonna talk about it because I don't give a fuck. I think shit is fuck stupid. Trey, I'm alright on. I'm alright on that ass pause. I'm alright gunning for you because I think it's dumb. I think that you are. Well, you know what? I won't even sit here and and y'all can fight me in all the comments. I don't really think the Trey songs are really that goddamn talented, for real. Now, he got a couple of good-ass songs. Let's be clear. I'm not going to sit here and tell you I don't bop to it. That is not what I'm saying. But what I am saying, for one thing for sure and two things for motherfucker certain, okay? That goat-throated son of a bitch is... <laughs> It's not worth it. I'm sorry. And Trey, you can fight me, but don't fight me because I've seen how you'd handle the motherfucking police officers. Don't do that. I don't want that for my life because you, you put them in a smooth-ass head like you, you too fit for all that. But what I'm not going to do... <laughs> I can't... I, you know, and I look, I ain't going to stop listening to Trey song music. I like Trey songs. I'm, I really do. I like the fact he from the DMV, mainly the V. I, I appreciate it. I really do. However, and however... I do not appreciate waking up to see your genitalia on my timeline. I, I, I thank you. I thank you very much. <laughs> like, leave that in the past. That's all I'm saying. Moving on. 
Oh, this was stupid, but sad and stupid as well. Black woman goes viral after using Gorilla Glue in her hair. Why, why y'all, what, what is, what is, what is, (sighs) Gorilla, (laughs) Gorilla Girl is currently trending on Twitter, but not for any reason you would expect. An Instagram user by the name of Tessica, or at I'm underscore D underscore old lady, what, girl, (laughs) went viral after she posted a video showing off her hairstyle that she has claimed has not moved in over a month. Um, Also, I don't think it's in this story, but I'm gonna let y'all know I read another article on this shit. This motherfucker is 40 the fuck years old. What? Okay. Inquiring minds might want to know how she got the hairstyle to last that long in such a pristine condition. Well, folks, Tessica (laughs) substituted her got to be hairspray. Which she revealed she ran out of for Gorilla Glue Spray. Now, for those of y'all don't don't know what Gorilla uh, Gorilla Glue Spray is, it is an actual spray that you use as an adhesive to put shit together in your house from the home of the depot. Which she was thinking about was Gorilla Snot. Which is a whole nother thing. That's for the hair and the wigs and shit. I know. I know. I, look, I got women in my life. I know what the, what the fuck that is. That is horrible. That is a hot ass mess. Um, if you ever use any Gorilla Group product, you know damn well it should never go into your hair. Twitter user Raven Darkhome shared the clip on Twitter. Le- <laughs> Leading it, leading to it being viewed over 500,000 times and retweeted over 3,000 times while sparking tons of conversation about Tessica's decision to use the industrial household adhesive. <laughs> I'm trying not to laugh at it because it is, it's sad. It's sad. In the second clip, Tessica, uh, prove, uh, proved her hair was pretty much stuck by covering it in shampoo without a stain. <laughs> so much of a strand popping out of place, it actually shined it up nicely. <laughs> she captured this video. It really don't move. Well, sis, we could have told you that. We really could have. Um, horrified and uh, horrified, she ended up going to the hospital. Thank God. According to salon owners and celebrity hairstylist Tierra Milton, you should never use industrial glue products on your hair. I can't get through this because I think this is the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. Um, citrus base. Uh, citrus based products might help loosen the glue bond, but it's. This is an extreme case. Um, so I read another article that was based out of the article that I just read. Uh, when I took, yo, I, I swear to God, I think that is the funniest shit ever. 
I mean, when I tell you ever, I mean ever. I said, yo, the shit really look like a helmet. And so the young woman is very pretty. She is very pretty. And I'm sitting here like, oh, okay. You know, this a young girl. No, no, no. Read another article. This motherfucker is 40 years old. Yo, let me tell you something. And I hate to say this. And I and I hate to say this about our community. But I believe, here's my conspiracy theory. Look at it. I told you one will creep back up. <clears throat> we don't be having the, be having, and that's why I said, we don't be having the most intelligence out this bitch due to the fact that motherfuckers had to go through, okay, and have these motherfucking perms and shit, and some of them chemicals are seeped into your brain, and something, something in your mind thought that it was a good idea to use Gorilla Glue. Now, I think I could see where she, I could see where she was going. There's a such thing, like I said, it's called, it's called gr- Gorilla Snot, which is completely different. It is a hair-based product. It is used for edges, so on and so forth. I am aware of that. I could see how she got to that, but I really can't see how she got to it when it clearly say, don't put it on your skin. So the, the makers of Gorilla Glue are like, look, fuck that. Like, bitch, we never told, that's, this, this ain't even sold in the beauty supply store. So why would you think that this was a good idea? Yo, you are 40 years old, my nigga. 40 years old. Like, what in the whole fuck? Like, that was horrible. It was one of the worst decisions. And then they had to scal- uh, scalp this motherfucker dry. Oh. Mm, mm, mm. Again, bad decisions. Ain't nobody got time for that. All right, y'all. So, we're going to take a quick break. Hear a word from our sponsor. And we will be right back. What up, y'all? Are y'all looking for something to keep your skin nice and smooth throughout this dry, dry, harsh winter? Because we definitely got a couple of days that are coming up, and it's going to be kind of hard. Make sure y'all check out my girl, Misha Beverly, at Butter for Every Season. Once again, that's Butter for Every Season. She has some of the most amazing smelling butters and especially guys there's still one for you there's an adore him that i absolutely personally love and i've tested so it is amazing so make sure you check out my girl misha beverly at butterforeveryseason.com and get yourself some of that smooth butter get your melanin popping back to its original healthy moisturized glow as well uh once again that is butter for every season winter spring summer fall butter for every season now let's get back to the show all right y'all it's that time again it is time to go over my favorite album my favorite album of the week this week Goes out to a quartet. Yes, I said a quartet. I changed from the the hip hop. Well, actually, I did R and B last week, so we're sticking in an R and B bag. Yes, Drew Hill, Baltimore's own, the Fudge Factory Kings. I I am I am so stoked. This is still one of my favorite favorite albums. It spawned so many great singles. Um. It, it, it's just it's just uh, an amazing, amazing album. And I know I say that about every album because I love music and it is what it is. But when I tell you I am here for this one, let's go. Drew Hill is the self-titled debut album of American boy band. <laughs> is that what we're calling it? American boy band Drew Hill released November 19th, 1996 on Island Records. Fun fact off topic. 
Um, I also did not know that they were actually discovered by Keith Sweat. Hmm. All right. The album featured four singles, Tell Me, In My Bed, Never Make a Promise, and Five Steps. All of the singles had music videos released. The album also featured the social death remix of In My Bed, which featured Jermaine Dupri and DeBrat. Also, uh, as a bonus track, which also had a music video release. The album peaked at number... 23 on Billboard's 200 charts. By June 1997, it was certified platinum in sales by the RIAA after sales exceeded 1 million copies in the United States. I had at least two. I ain't gonna lie. So just a quick overview. Most of the songs on the album were performed by Cisco Jazz and Woody. Cisco sings solo on the tracks In My Bed, Love's Train and Share My World. Jazz sings solo on Never Make a Promise and Woody sings solo on April Showers. Nokio has no solos and is featured on Satisfied and All Alone, which all of the members perform on both. The release and the reception. The album peaked at 23 on the U.S. Two, uh, Billboard 200 and reached the fifth spot on R&B album charts. The album is certified gold in February 1997 and platinum by June of the same year. Rob Thieker, Thieksten, something sorry of All Music called the album an impressive debut and a razor sharp clue of a great thing to come. The Soul Train stage shined brightly in November 1996 as new acts like Aaliyah, Soul For Real, and Genuine performed their pre-recorded jams for zealots of rhymes and uh, rhythms and blues. Their singles helped curate the silky smooth blueprint of R&B that would later be fawned over for years to come. There's plenty of other mainstays that helped uh, define the genre at that time. Thank you kindly, Teddy Riley, Babyface, Jodeci, and Mary J. Blige. But four young men from Baltimore, Maryland demanded our attention. Led by a teen in an orange shirtless getup and blonde trestles of hair, <laughs> their performance of Tell Me raised curiosities on what they were all about. The quartet, known as Drew Hill, might have had a similar come up as New Edition. Gospel singers tempted by the chords of secular sounds, founder. Tamir Nokio Ruffin, he would have last name Ruffin, with Mark Cisco Andrews, Larry Jazz Anthony, and James Woody Rock Green knew they had voices, but unlike their peers, they were true creatives. Before leaping into the spotlight, the teens used their gig as fudge sales boys to flip lyrics about the delicious treat into uh, sirening ballads. Dude selling fudge is not the coolest thing in the world, Cisco told Rolling Stone in 2014. If you could make that cool, and we did, 
it was the first lesson in show business. If you could actually sing to a girl while selling fudge in an all-white uniform, that was a challenge. Nokio's urge for the group to take control of their second uh, of their sound, sorry, of their sound would be heard on their self-titled debut debut album, Drew Hill. Unlike the rest of the millions of black teens growing up in America, the guys were forming their stance on love, sex, and relationships on wax. Unbeknownst to them, their ideas would frame fantasies of love where never where we've never where have never been existed i'm sorry i'm getting tongue tied i need to drink a little bit more and i actually need to drink probably Mm. um even though we didn't understand totally when we first started people made sure we became uh marquee artists and they gave us lifetime records nokia told the source in april nowadays Kind of just go in the studio, make a record, and it's whatever. Spend a bunch of money to make people think it's good. Um, when don't nobody know who the fuck you talking about. But we're the last part of the generation where it's about the artists that made careers for everybody else. Artist development, the right uh, the right records, putting us with the right producers who would teach us the lessons we're the last of it um nokio states whether it was hindsight or only ungratified creative goals the group went on to produce the highly successful sophomore lp enter the drew but the internal conflicts and label switches crashed the innocent waves created on drew hill so uh, real quick, just for anyone who is listening that is outside of Baltimore, Drew Hill is one of our most famous, Druid, sorry, Druid Hill Park is one of our most famous parks in Baltimore, and that is where the name Drew Hill came from, and everybody knows that. Of course, if you are Baltimorean, and if you actually are lovers of Drew Hill, um, I, I like the fact that the, um, the group has really honestly evolved a lot um it it's kind of sad to see them split up the first member to leave was woody after the whole into the drew situation um and then you know cisco went solo for a little while um i actually got a chance to meet nokio i will never say where i met him but i did get a chance to meet him um actually i'm sorry i've met nokio i've met jazz and i've met Woody. No, I've met everybody. I ain't gonna lie. And I've met them, and it's really weird. I've met them in really individual places. Like, I met Cisco when I was working at Sam Goody um, one day, and I, he was looking for uh, the Sims video game and it, it hadn't, it hadn't come out yet. Like, and let's be clear, the Sims for PlayStation 2 was all the rage <coughs> at the time. Don't act like that, y'all. Sorry. I had to cough through that. Sorry about that. Um, But yeah, the Sims 2 was all the rage at the time, let's not act like that. But yeah, um, it it was definitely a different feel and a different vibe. And I'm gonna read some of the the which one calls that came um from some of the greatest hits. I think I'm gonna go for um the ones that are the most singles, and this is kind of what they 
really talked about in the singles um and how people felt about it like one of the best singles was definitely in my bed i love in my bed i love all of their video concepts and how it kind of flipped it on its head cisco hopped uh his instinct sorry hoped his instincts hopped what the hell hoped his instincts were wrong on in my bed on the follow-up single to tell me the singer discovers his lady has made plans with another man. His expressive vocals and gentle climactic approach to the track almost makes you think the same thing is happening to you, even if you don't have a significant other. Now, if you truly love me, all right, then this would not be happening, he belts at the song's end. It is overlooked, is an overlooked gem on the platinum selling single, but pose truth in the inner workings of heartbreak. So one of the things that I loved about that video itself was that that is what we thought. We were in that video. Their first album had us so invested in these videos that we were like, yo, what's next? What's next? What's next? Um... And I was like, oh shit, whole time, that was, you definitely did not have somebody else sleeping in your bed. Not another man sleeping in your bed. It was another woman in the bed. And that was, I was like, wow. We, I remember we were all like, whoa, what the fuck? Best, one of the best videos ever. Um, tell me. Serving as the introduction to the world, Tell Me was the anthem for those who were just as skilled in ling linguistics as they were in the bedroom. Like the song Satisfied, it also, it's also one of the few tracks that were a clear testament to the act of sex. Between the lines, it also reminds us all that communication is essential in every part of our relationships visuals for the single also gave us the group's signature choreography <laughs> but talk about that in a second uh from the high jumps to the to the, the lip bite <laughs> jazz cisco woody and nokia were not playing around with your hearts okay let me tell you something I remember coming home. We used to come home from school and we had the black box. Now Comcast had a, a regular black box and it only had red letters in it. And I think, um, I don't even, I think that BET was, is now, is now channel 67, but an HD channel now, but it was originally like channel 36 and we would come home and it also it also still was the time of the box who remembers the box y'all too young for that some of y'all don't know nothing about that but we had uh the box was a place where you could request videos and you you know was still able to request videos when this came out we kind of was steering away from the box music television that you controlled um but then I remember coming home and me and my cousin Sherry, I love my cousin to death. Uh, we come home and we literally practice the jump and would jump. I asked, thank God we were in the basement because I think we would have came through the floor if we would have really been, been jumping. But yes, 
and we used to do we used to do the tummy dance at cookouts and shit. Like everybody would, oh my gosh! So that dance became a staple. I will not do it today. And we were we was we were so impressed because Jazz was the plus size member of the group. And I'm, I'm hoping his health is doing well too, because he's definitely even when they like reunited, they would reunite. But Jazz would only do the ballads; he wouldn't do the the, the up tempo songs, and had, he had to sit down. So I really hope that he is either losing his weight, trying to lose his weight, or whatever, and praying for his health. And I have another funny story about Jazz in a second. However, um, uh, when <laughs> when we saw the video, we were like, "Yo." The big boy is getting up there. Like, Jazz was with them. When I tell you all couple hundred pounds of him was up there just getting this dance. And we loved it. Speaking of Jazz, I remember I ran into Jazz um, the first time I ever really got a chance to, to meet Jazz. I met Jazz at my homegirl and my homeboy, um, their wedding. And... Shout out to Tyra and Jamal, because, oh my gosh, like, y'all have been married forever. You know what I'm saying? Now, that is relationship goals, if I ever heard one. Um, But, yeah, so, they had Jazz come out and sing, and I, did he sing Never Make a Promise? I think he did. I, I think so, but, yeah. And that was that was just an amazing situation for all of us because at the time we had all been out of high school for a couple of years, and that was a song, you know, that was a song that was on the radio, and this is like '97, so this is around the time that I had, um, this is around the time that I had, um, I had like just started working, and I think that's when I met Tyra and Jamal because we were all working at Burger King. So yes, that was around that time, which is utterly hilarious. Um, April Showers, which was a great song, um, never received the video, however, but definitely is one of those, it's an interlude song that kind of runs into the rest of it and is one of my favorites. And then Never Make a Promise, a love letter of loyalty and support. Never Make a Promise is an ode to those who have moved on from puppy love. You told me sorry it quotes you told me what you wanted i gave you what you needed i told you that i love you make it good for you and me and i never make a promise i'm not gonna sing it right now that i can't keep i'm sorry my bad (laughs) um so make it good for you okay sorry uh these guys testify on these chords These aren't empty promises and dreams as powerful vocals by the groups, uh, but the group shines through both verses. The visual for the video is something completely different. The visual for the video is one of the most powerful visuals for a video because of the fact that it really, um, took molestation to a whole new level like you saw uh sexual abuse in a whole nother and it, and it actually for the first time ever it was like oh my gosh these kids got something to say like oh they're not just making love ballads for the sake of making love ballads like no r&b group boy band whatever you want to call it made that kind of declaration like yo 
it was it was Woody. I'm sorry, it was Woody. It was Jazz being like, "Yo, I'm gonna be here for this girl. I want to marry her." But she had a dark secret that her father was actually molesting her, and I was like, "Yo!" Again, another video that just kind of blew you just out of control. One of this is again one of the greatest albums. I I, I don't know why you would not listen to this. Five Steps. Five Steps serves as the best track on the album due to its ability to bridge Drew Hill's gospel soul and R&B influences with effortless, effortless, effortless harmonizing from all members. The track is nothing special is something. Sorry, is nothing special. It's something special as it intertwines heartbreak, loss and grief to his listeners. It's lyrics tearful and promising provide uh, uh, the guys with a perfect ballad R&B dreams are made of. The group will go on to create tracks like Beauty and I Love You. Oh, those are so, so good too. But nothing could compare to Five Steps in their entire in their t- entire discography. The Bone Thugs and Harmony, The Crossroads is the gospel uh, rap is is gospel for for rappers, but Five Steps is the epitome of gospel harmonized R and B. It is, it is, it is just. I, I I don't know. Five Steps was one of my favorite 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 songs. Five Steps, I think, as a song in general, just kind of takes you on an emotional ride and then even in it when you think about it um so it go it says so now i lay me down to sleep and i pray my lord my soul to keep and if i die before i wake and i promise i'll be there for you always yes and then it goes up in the in the chords and we were five steps ow i'll tell you one of my favorite songs i didn't feel like singing tonight but um so just a, just a few of the songs but anyway the Album track list goes as follows. You have Anthem, Nothing to Prove, Tell Me, Do You Believe, Whatever You Want, Satisfy April Showers, All Alone, Never Make a Promise, So Special, In My Bed, Love's Train, Share My World, Five Steps, and you also get the In My Bed remix, um, which I think was on the European uh, album, Tell Me, which is the bonus one, which featured Big Dex which um is on a Japanese version and you can also get this Christmas which is also on the on the Japan version as well of the album but all in all an amazing 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 album like yo I don't know if my world would have been complete without that I like yo Drew Hill was not part of my love story but to watch it to be part of some of my friends cuz my love story didn't really start until like 2002 ish yeah something like that um but to watch it be a part of some of my friends love stories to watch uh this group elevate so much to have this group be so much in in its in its prime so good so good and we just kind of sat there and we're just like 
yo, this group is dope. It is amazing. Like, what are we, why don't we have any more of this? Like, this is what R&B was made of. It was songs that were cohesive. It was about love. It was about respect. It was about uh, cherishing. It was about family. It was about all of those different things. And I, and right now I'm just like, yo, we don't have none of that. We got a lot of fucking, okay? It's a lot of fucking. And I'm just like, I'm over it. I'm definitely over it. Um, But yeah, so that was Drew Hill. You know what I'm saying? You go go back, check out this album. I promise you, you will not be disappointed. Have I disappointed you this far? I don't think so. Um, But yeah, that was the show. You know what I'm saying? Don't forget you can check your boy out on all the social media platforms. Make sure y'all check me out. Come see me. You know what I mean? Don't act like that. Come see see about me. You know what I mean? And don't forget that you can find me on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn, YouTube Music, Google Podcast Player. Don't forget that. Don't forget your Purple Podcast Player as well. Spotify and also YouTube. New episodes of that show are coming soon. I know I continue to say that. It is happening. I have to get back onto my whole situation. Don't forget about that kick, that lyric. Um, And lastly, Fear. False evidence appearing real. It's only real in your mind if you make it real in your mind. And let's be clear. Drew Hill. A group of four kids from my hometown, my hometown, was in the fudgery, which I don't even think exists anymore. Let's be clear. Does it exist? Somebody let me know if it exists. I haven't been down there in a long time. But in the fudgery, where they flipped fudge, actually made some dope-ass music that changed, again, the landscape of R&B forever i hope that we eventually get back there one day like oh we who don't need a little bit of love like i can't have sex to this all this music i'm just saying i can't i don't know about nobody else i personally i i cannot this is un, it's unacceptable um but aside from that i'm saying to you it's been another one <laughs> so you just kicked it with your boy Young Smooth. Now, don't you feel good about it? Yeah, I know you do. All right, y'all. I will see you next week.